Welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health. We will also reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and others who have been through extreme adversity. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. So today I've got two amazing guys that are on board and the Imperfectly Perfect campaign. And I was fortunate enough to not only go over and be introduced by a good friend, AJ Rochester, to these two, and I'm going to run through a bit of a bio about them, but um, there's an amazing story behind it and why they came on board the campaign. And I was also fortunate enough to be asked on their show, which is down and out in Beverly Hills, and season two starts and premieres tonight on Amazon. So guys, before I get started, I'm just going to talk a little bit about them. So Polly 2 is a celebrated celebrity high fashion haute couture designer for over 25 years with his world-famous flagship boutique located at Rodeo Drive in the Golden Triangle of Beverly Hills. His impressive celebrity client list include so many people. Bella Thorne, Ariel Winter, Renee Taylor, Adrian Malouf, Laverne Cox, Bay Ling, Huh, so many. There, there are so many. He's dressed people from the Oscars to the Emmys to the Grammy Awards to the Miss World stages. Cool. That is a lot. 25 years and he still only looks very young, so he's doing really well. He was also a friend and personal designer to the late Anna Nicole Smith and guest starred in Anna Nicole reality show and launched his television career with appearances on television on Bravo, E-Lifetime, Logo, TLC, Reels, VH1, Oxygen, and many more. And now co-hosts his own show, Gown and Out, in Beverly Hills, streaming on Amazon Prime Video. So guys, as I've just said, that's going to be premiering tonight on Amazon, so go and watch this. Now, Patrick, his partner, has 25 years of knowledge and experience in the modeling and acting and fashion industry. As a leader in the competitive field of fashion and entertainment, he served as president of the Modeling Association of America International twice. Beginning his career as a Versace modeler, he went on to assist in the casting industry on television and film productions such as Cheers, 30-something, Wonder Years, The Days and Nights of Molly Dodd, Moonlighting, Wow, and Michael Jackson's music video, Moonwalker. Patrick has played his extensive experience in the industry in front of the camera and behind the scenes into all areas of production as creator, writer, and producer. Most recent in credits include Pictures of Bel Air, The Flying Sevens, Raising Fame, Hollywood Mini Movie. In the world of fashion, he continues as the vice president of Polatura Hurt Couture in Beverly Hills, where he is responsible for all public relations, media development, and social media management. He's the chief marketing officer at the shopping mall with partners using celebrities and influencers to create unique co-brands and is introducing the first ever live TV shopping using smartphone QR code guaranteed to change the way the world shops. So without further ado, guys, Paul and Patrick, welcome, guys. Woohoo! Hello, Australia. That was an extensive resume for both of you. I know. I'm impressed. I'm like, oh, my God, is that really me? That was the short word. And that was the short word. (laughs) I know because, um, like, looking at everything you've done through press and publicity, you know when people talk about what you've done, is it a sense of, wow, I've really done all that? I always yeah, have- I didn't know when I had time. I'm like, okay, we do a lot. We do a lot in one day than people do in a month. Pretty crazy. So, I mean, how I always start these things, how did it all start for you both, I suppose, in your career? So we'll go to, we'll go to Paul first. Well, when I was 12 years old, I uh, watched an episode of The Love Boat, and 
I'm being fresh off the boat myself because uh, I'm an immigrant into the country. And when I saw the uh, fashion show that Julie, the cruise director, was doing on on the boat, I thought, oh, my God, whatever they're doing, that's what I want to do. I want to be part of that journey. And I didn't even know what it meant or what it, what it signified. And I realized soon enough that it was fashion. And I, I never stopped wanting to be a fashion designer ever since and living the dream that I've always wanted to live, having the flagship store, dressing all the people, manufacturing around the world, being in all different countries like Dubai and Australia and New Zealand and uh, London and uh, Italy. Like all the shopping malls have my clothing line. And so thinking that, wow, people really appreciate the art that I create. They love the way they feel when they wear my gowns. And I'm part of everyone's event because they all go to fun events. So I get to be a part and share in their memories that they're making for their albums in their lifetime. So it's, it's an exciting journey. And I love it. Every day I wake up, it's like, oh, my God. What shall I do today? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember when I was talking to you in the store the day before we were shooting, and you just said it doesn't. When you come into the store, it doesn't feel like work for you. It's just your passion every single day, and yeah, it's um, it's, well, it's, it's, it's exciting because it's like a second home. It's where I understand to be. All my tools are there. My clients come in. My friends come in. People don't even come to the house anymore. So quarantine for me has been, oh, okay, I just get to, have to hang out at the house a little bit longer, but, and I'm enjoying the home yep. because I don't, I'm not usually here. So actually, you brought a sewing machine here and sewing masks. That's what you're doing all day long. That's what I do now. I'm sewing masks. I can just sit on my ass. Can I say that? You can. Oh. Can, we, can we say that? Uh, you can say that. You can say that. Because well, we're in quarantine and we're sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, I've had breakfast. I'm having lunch. I've had dinner. I'm having snacks in between. This is getting a little tiresome. This is, I can't just sit here and watch Netflix all day. Yeah. I'm watching Amazon, waiting for our show to show up. I'm watching Hulu or all the other shows that I have to catch up on. I'm like, okay, two days of this, and I need to do something. I, I couldn't just sit around. <laughs> so his brilliant idea was, let's make America safe again. I have all this extra fabric. All the events are canceled. I have all this uh, fabric from around the world that I shop for all the time. I started cutting them and putting them into little face masks that we're now selling. He's making making face masks out of like $1,000 fabric that's just been sitting there for gowns that we can't make, so he's turning them into masks. Why not? Yeah. If it doesn't cover their ass, it'll cover their lips. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what you're doing. I've been following this scope. And what about yourself, Patrick? Where did you all start for yourself? Uh, I started, um, I was a Catholic boy, uh, altar boy, yes, private school, uh, became a model, worked in modeling and traveled to uh, Japan, Osaka, Tokyo, uh, Europe, worked as a model there for Runway in New York, and then I got into the casting business, I worked for Michael Jackson's production company, Smooth Pictures, and casted some videos, Moonwalker, you remember that, I was one of the casting directors on that. Uh, worked on a lot of television productions as a casting director, then kind of parlayed that to producing, which is what I'm doing now. I opened a production company, American Media Television. I produced our show, Gown and Out in Beverly Hills. Which is which is uh, nominated Best New Digital Series on Reality TV Awards, which That's is one true. of the biggest reality shows. And it's submitted for a daytime Emmy, and in another week we'll find out 
we're in the blue ribbon category of being uh, we're in the, we made it to the final yeah we made yeah. it to the final round and we submitted four categories I'm waiting to see if we get nominations Yay! we hope I'm gonna end up with an Emmy Yay! and I suppose what I love about the show when I was watching it before I, I, I was gratefully asked to be a part of it was that attesting to the campaign it's it's you guys it's authentic it's real what you see is 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 what you are like you don't hide anything or it's it's an amazing show to watch so i'm very grateful to be asked to be a part of it which before we get into the show and all that sort of stuff i suppose where did the where did the um the partnership come where you brought brought your own own flagship store together well when we first met that was many years ago well, you had the store when we first met. I had the store already. You started in the garage and you started when... Well, I'm, I'm now back... Well, I started in the garage. I ended up at Rodeo. Now I'm in my kitchen. So I don't know. It's full circle to me. I'm back in my kitchen. A much better kitchen than I had before, but still, nevertheless, a kitchen. Um, when I met him, I was in New York doing uh, Fashion Week at Bryant Park. And since he was the president of the Models Association of America, and we had a mutual friend, I was staying with him doing a photo shoot with all the different style networks that were interviewing for my inspiration that I came up with for the new collection that I was unveiling. Mm. And so he showed up, and I thought, oh, who is that hottie? Oh, my God. Like, there's an angel that just walked into this freaking room. <laughs> and then it's never been the same. We've been inseparable ever since. It's been 17 years. Yeah. Wow. 17 years in July. July 21. Yeah. Congratulations. And I was going to ask, actually, where is where's Snowflake? Oh, Snow White. Snowflake is in heaven. That's her daddy. <laughs> this is Snow White. Snow White's not too far behind. I, so one of the most famous famous faces on everything that I've seen. I know. Snow White 90210. People drive by and they're looking for her in front of the store. Yeah. You know, there's two palm trees that she loves. Yep. They drive by on the in the TMZ bus, on the Hollywood buses, and all the tour we had buses. a client. We had someone that stopped in from Japan. They're like Shirayuki. Where's Shirayuki? We come to Beverly Hills to see her. I'm like, well, you know, we're on the show too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they love her in Japan. Either, yeah. she's done so many shows specifically for Japan. Yeah, she's done Pampered Pooch. She's done different series for Japan, and they love her. They come in looking for her. Uh, in, in, in Beverly Hills. Yeah. When I see all the socials and I see all these events that you dress people for and you turn up and you take and you take her with you and I'm like, people actually kill to get tickets to go to these events. <laughs> and she's more, she's on there. She's on that carpet. No White has been to the Oscars. She's been to the Emmys. She's been to the SAG Awards. She's been yeah. everywhere. Actually, she's the invited guest. Yeah. I'm just a plus one. <laughs> it was fun. I'm, I'm never really who they want to see. They want to see her. Yeah. We were at the Emmys last year with Snow White, and all the celebrities were coming up to us, and they're like, we didn't know we could bring a dog. We would have brought our dog. I'm like, honey, your dog ain't as pretty as mine. Seriously, this is Snow White 90210. Let's not even go there. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> and I suppose that's, um, we actually met through AJ Rochester at, um, it was out-of-season Emmy event, wasn't it? Where yeah. Where we were singing and... Uh, voice of an angel, incredible. In fact, I actually still speak to uh, Johnny, her partner. Um, okay. And I know you guys were talking about dressing Maylin for, for something upcoming in the future. But yeah, um, yeah that was our first introduction, introduction, should I say. And I was speaking to the campaign and you guys were interested because then it brings me to whole story. And if you just want to elaborate a little bit more, it's, it's highly documented and 
in the in the press and everything. But you can take us back to that night, kind of. Obviously, you're doing runway shows. You do your own fashion shows. What what was it like when obviously the start of that night, everything going on, and then we'll get into the story of the attack. Well, we were planning for months to be able to have an amazing yeah. event and unveiled a new different series of collections that I had going moving forward. Yeah, but we also had Ava, Ava Colker, the Disney star from Sydney to the Max. We, Paul and I, we all, we did a collaboration with her. She's our celebrity partner with a new kids uh, teen line for uh, jeans and T-shirts. And we were unveiling them at that fashion show. So we had been planning it for, for months and, and it was a big moment, a very big moment. Yeah, and then you, you yourself, you step. I don't want to tell the story too much. Like <laughs> you, you stepped out, didn't you, Paul? Well, um, when when you're planning an event and you have different categories that you're going to be unveiling, and one of the categories was the bathing suit line. Then I had the Ava by Polo Two, which is the sportswear young teen for the Disney star, and she's on the number one uh, TV show. Uh, Sydney to the Max on, on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And then we had all her girlfriends there that were supporting her and showcasing all the different products that her and I had worked being able to produce. Then I had my jeans line, the Mustangs, where I had the Ochoa Boys. I and had, the jeans are hot, by the way. I They're had really, LJ. Really nice. I had so many different celebrities that were wearing the jeans that I partnered up with. And then, of course, the finale was going to be my couture gowns that I'm most famous for, obviously. And there's so many different groups of people that we, you know, work with on a daily basis. We've come together. There's over 550 people in, in the room, front rows. They're killing each other to be in the front row, which is where you want to be. Yeah. And, and, and of all places, we picked the church in downtown Los Angeles, which had a beautiful backdrop with the ornate gold and the statues and the fixtures that, that's very authentic to, to the Catholic church. We had the runway going straight down the pews of the church, which was awesome. Wow. Very cool. So when, so when everything started and the crew's there, security's there, people are settled in, and the show's about to start. And Glenn, we had so many celebrities there. I mean, we, we had Abby Lee Miller there. We had George Tillman and his wife there. Who else was there? There was everybody there. All the Disney stars and their Nickelodeon stars. Everyone was there to support his new lines, which was great. Well, we clocked at 275 celebrities. Yeah. Wow. Too many to name right now. And 550 people. Yeah. Which meant family members, press, different department stores that want to carry the line, different um, uh, stores and uh, sales reps, journalists that want to be able to write about the line. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a beautiful event. Yeah. And when the show started, and we were taping our TV show at the same time for Gown and Out for a little episode of what happens behind the scenes and, you know, the fashion. So I was in the back with all the models, with Snow White, and everybody was on the floor. And you almost don't hear anything at this point. There's this tranquility that comes over you because the show's about to start. Everybody's started. The music's loud. People are settled, waiting for, you know, this. And I walk out of the room to go to the restroom for one second to come back and compose myself because I'll be getting on the runway myself at the end. 
and I won't have any time in between because once the show starts, it's 45 minutes of nonstop. And all of a sudden, I feel this um, pressure in the back of my head. And I had no idea that I was getting beaten up. Within seconds, people screaming. I mean, mayhem ensues in the back. As the show is going on, simultaneously, while the models have to go on stage, while they're witnessing me getting beaten up and then run back past me, to be able to change their clothes to go for their second and third role. And the models are in line. The women are in line and they're in bathing suits because they're going on. And I am in the middle of the courtyard and the, where he was is in the next courtyard of the church. It's in the courtyard area, there's this giant pew blocking that area where he is. And I'm running to him and I just see this guy just punching, 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 punching and kicking him over and over and over again. And I'm just like screaming, running to get to him and blocked by this pew that I literally couldn't move. So I finally had to like jump over it and it's a high pew to get to him. Wow. So finally I was kind of rescued and one of our friends uh, literally picked the guy off, off of me and he ran. And if that hadn't happened, I, I know for sure that I would not be sitting here right now. I would be literally dead because the blows were so hard. It was so... Uh, fierce, and they were with such anger and um, power. So every every blow I felt, I feel now. Actually, I'm getting ahead of it. So it, it it has affected me in a whole different context of life. Even though you want to have a, a routine, you want to do a daily normal. You want to be able to walk around. You want to be able to feel safe where you are in the same areas that you've always known to be comfortable for you have changed, the perspective's different, the nuances are different, where I sit is different, how I react to situations are very different. Your, our, both of our lives completely changed after that night. Um, and it was interesting because we, our TV show is always filmed in the boutique, and season two, we started doing things outside of the boutique, kind of following our... Uh, events that we're going to and our lives a little bit more and some things that we're doing more personal in our lives. Um, like they follow me going to the spa. Uh, well, they do. They didn't do that before. <laughs> so they're doing, he tells me Melania. Anyway, so, so we're doing that. So we decided to put in the attack in season two, which I never, I never thought we would do something like that, but it was just so powerful and we filmed the show, and the whole clothing line and everything that we taped with Ava was an episode about Ava. There was no way we could put that show out, episode out, and not include what happened with the attack. So we actually took that episode with Ava and split it up into two parts, um, and it's, and it's, uh, it's going to be shown. When I got to initially see the episode, it actually took me back to the day and it was hard to watch. It took me, it's a 22-minute show. It took me a day and a half to be able to go through it because it was so difficult and complicated to be able to relive those moments that, for whatever reason, I didn't even know happened. And I had forgotten a lot of the things that had happened. And I'm sitting there looking at this going, that can't be me. That wasn't me. There's no way this happened to me. 
and I was just getting to see all the different things that happened. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, it was so intense. I cried. I cried throughout the entire thing, thinking, how could this happen to anybody? And then realizing, wait a minute, that anybody was me. And it was happening to me. And I, I couldn't believe it. And from a producer standpoint, I'm I'm really proud of this episode that, that I put that we put together. Um, just from producing, because watching it, I wanted to make sure I really captured it the proper way and gave it the attention that it really deserved. Um, but I also want to do it delicate because this is the man I love and the person that I'm with in life and in business. So it was a it was a very delicate dance to put that episode together and took a while and it really made me think a lot outside of the box to to finish that episode. And I'm proud of it. I cried. I cried each time I watched it. But I, I didn't cry for a bad reason. Mm. I think I cried because I saw so much so much love that also was there that I, I hadn't seen or the sensitivity was a little bit different for me to be able to recognize. And it was it was exciting to see. And I'm waiting for it to be live so that I can watch it again. Yeah. And then because I can only watch it once. I mean, 22 minutes took me a day and a half. So I, I want to be able to just watch the series through and be able to see how I, I, I relate to it now. Because since I saw the episode um, a few months back, you saw it first um, cut. Actually, You've never seen this clip. Yeah, I haven't seen the final. Uh, they actually have served the guy. They found him. Mm-hmm. And now the police are out to go arrest him because the district attorney's office has filed a case against him. Criminal charges against him. But because of the coronavirus, it's been a little more difficult to be able to have the police's attention on something like that as we're policing everything else. But I'm, I'm hoping justice is going to get served while he's going to be in prison for a long time to come. But it was interesting, Glenn, because when we met you and you brought us into your campaign, the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, it fit perfectly. And it was really, I think it helped him to really help heal. I I enjoyed it. I, I think it was good for me too. It was very good therapy, if you will. And it was also a really good ending. It's always about him. Did you notice that again? It's always about him. It was, I mean, seriously, man, does it shut up? It was also a good ending, producing-wise, because I'm like, how am I going to wrap this episode? You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to fix the, make the story? Wait, I have a little end. <laughs> and a nicer note. I, it was really good. Glenn, we had no hair and makeup today. This is crazy hair from the house. But I'm I'm really proud of the way that the episode came out. I think it's one of our best. Yeah. And I think we're going to be season three doing a lot more things outside of the box and more personal into our lives, which I think, I think people want to see that. It actually, it, the interesting thing is when an incident like this happens into your life and it's very unexpected, you get to really process it in a different capacity. And I think we all go through different stages in our life. And as we evolve and change and grow and learn, I've learned so much about myself during the campaign. I've learned so much about myself with some of the friendships that I've had that I no longer want to continue. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with it because I've realized that it needs to be something that is fulfilling. And you're, you go on a, a journey, a soul-searching, maybe in a different 
way than you did before. I mean, some people go on trips to hikes and, and, and <laughs> go on Mount Everest and, well, this one came to me. And I had to literally learn to live a different way. And, and it's still a process. It's still a process. Mm -hmm. I get spooked by so many different things that I never thought would were even relative to my life. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah. And I'm with him, I'm I'm with him somewhere, and he just, like, freaks out sometimes. And I'm like, it's okay. Even watching okay. the movie, I'm like, all of a sudden, going, ah! Like, it's, it's so much more yeah. dramatic. I mean, you would think that I would not get any more dramatic than I am, but <laughs> it does happen. No, but we live, we live in the mountains. We have gates around our house, so you can't really get into our property. But... He gets nervous if the, the door's not locked. Like, we used to leave the windows open, the door's unlocked. Yeah, I'm like, who, not anymore. I'm like who's going to find us here? Nobody can. And if they find us, they're never going to leave the mountain, so it doesn't really matter. There's only one way in and one way out. Where are they going to go? They'll be lost in the mountain for days. Yeah. They'll go hungry and die here before anything. I think it's really changed him, but I think he's grown a lot, actually. I have. I, 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 well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an experience that I don't wish on anybody. Yeah. But if it did have to happen... I, I appreciate the fact that I have love and, and compassion in my life uh, that is able to help me through it. And, and that's interesting because now we're brand ambassadors for PLUR, peace, love, unity, and respect. And uh, Madam uh, Kayla, Madam Kay from, she's the KFC heiress, in, uh, asked well, us to... She's our friend. Our friend, <laughs> but she is the KFC heiress. That's what everybody knows her as. And she's a sweetheart. And she asked us to be the brand ambassadors um, for this. And which, no, not just brand ambassador. She said, you're going to be my celebrity okay, brand yes. ambassador. Celebrity <laughs> brand ambassadors. You know yes. you love that shit. But it's, <laughs> but it's great because it's going to bring help us bring attention for um, LGBTQIA uh, youth that are persecuted and bullied and that don't have a voice and are... And, people that are LGBTQIA and that are in this pandemic that are, they have no sense of hope or yeah. any, you know, they're, they're quarantined like all of us are. And it's strange that they're, they're on their own. They're by themselves. And even though this has affected everybody around the world equally, there's something to be said about the minorities and being, uh, you know, behind the eight ball. Say, yeah, and not having so many of the opportunities that are afforded to normal lifestyles, then all of a sudden you hit with something like this, and you feel so alone. You're by yourself. You're in it again on your own. So with her help, we're trying to raise one million dollars. Yeah, to be able to help all the ones that are really, really affected, and help give them an opportunity again to see the light. And the Plur organization with um, Madam K's help is going to employ many LGBTQIA individuals. Uh, so we're really proud and honored to be a part of the organization. Well, we've been gay advocates forever. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we have to advocate for everybody who doesn't have a voice. We have to advocate for all the ones that we care and love that don't have the same opportunities that we do. Exactly. And you gotta be, you have to be able to assist and now. That's the reason why I've been making the masks. We started making the masks yeah. and donating them to all the frontliners. Then I started donating them to the fire departments and the police departments. Then I started donating them 
the homeless. Yeah, because nobody was rich. donating them to the homeless. Yeah. Nobody was caring about what the homeless were. So we started making them and donating them shelters. I'm like, they don't have, they don't have running water. Yeah. They want me to wash my hands all day. They, they don't have the opportunities and the freedom to have some, afford some of the, just the basics of life. Right. They can't wash their hands. They can't take normal showers. They can't change their clothes as readily as available. They're not sheltered in proper areas for them to be able to feel the safety and security so that they don't contract the virus. And so I thought, oh my God, we need to go help them. So we started making masks for the homeless and we've donated a whole bunch to the uh, Ann Douglas from the, the Douglas Family Foundation homeless shelter for the women for Mother's Day, actually. And we set it up on our website. So every mask that we sell, we donate one. Yeah, we donate one to yeah. all the different charities and all the front lines. Yeah. But I, I, I have to tell you, I donated more, more than, than we sold. <laughs> <laughs> but even hearing stuff like that, like not getting into politics or anything, but it really, really is frustrating when it takes people, just everyday people like us, doing things like this when there is governments out there with all this money and all these resources and you see people getting missed that's why i'm not going into politics but it's like people like yourself who are making a difference who are hard working and you're, you're trying to make a living for yourself in what you do and, and things like this i just i just i take my hat off to anybody that's just going out there making a difference so it's amazing guys what you're doing with the mask. I think, I think what you realize in a pandemic like this See, there's been the AIDS crisis. We've gone through different ones yeah. throughout my lifetime. But to have something that goes this deep to everyone, that it's it's genderless, it's colorless. I think that's the difference. The AIDS crisis was all just gay men and they were affected. Or at the least that's what we thought. In the beginning with the pandemic. And this, everyone is affected. Like all over the world. Our friends in, I, was, I went last week to mail a letter to our friend in Dubai. I wanted to send her some masks and a letter. I went to the post office and they said, no, the USPS has blocked mail to Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and the Middle East. You can't send a letter. Wow. I was like, what? So it's, 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 it's gotten so much more complicated. Yeah. To, so, you know, we have to talk to each other on Skype and we have the freedom to be able to do so. We have Zoom. We have all these FaceTime uh apps that we have on our phones that we're able to utilize. But we miss traveling. You know, last week we were supposed to be in Bali. Well, at this point, after this pandemic, I've decided that we're going to get a house. And, I, I, and, and nothing really major, just something really quaint and small right on the water, about maybe 12,000 square feet, so we can put his ego on one half, and Snow White and I can have a couple of bedrooms on the other side. I just want to go to the beach in Bali. So... And I don't mind, I actually don't mind moving. I actually don't mind having more peace and love and tranquility in my life because it seems that so many people are, are, are like excited. They're, there's so much unrest. Yeah. I'm like, there's a situation happening. Why don't you just chill out? Relax. It'll be okay. There's people, I mean, I have clients of mine that are like, Paul, do you need anything? I'm like, no, we're good. Do you guys need anything? No, we're good. I'm at the grocery store. There's an extra can of beans. Can I get it for somebody? You know, I, I got it. You who know, can I drop it off to? During the pandemic, you really learn who your true friends are, the people that really are staying in touch with you and who you're staying in touch with. Yeah. It, it's, it's good. It's leading. 
I actually had um, I had quite a few messages towards the campaign since this, and it was a few people who obviously loved what I was trying to do, but a lot more during COVID actually said, this is what you've been fighting for in terms of showing that mental health, like this virus, does not discriminate. It affects us all. Um, and like you, with your story, talking about the concussion, how it changed you as a person, and then you was affected directly, and then Patrick indirectly by seeing his partner going through this and how he had to deal with it. It's just, it's, it's one of those things. But what I will get to in terms of um, both yourself and your projects moving forward, what is next for you both? Obviously, now it's COVID. <laughs> I want to start making gowns again. I want to start, I, I want to start my gown. You know, he wants to make gowns, but you know what? I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Things in your brain as you evolve start changing. I'm actually signed on to be a, a, a new fashion design coordinator for a new pathway that we're putting together at the LA Unified School District, which is one of the biggest districts in America. We're the largest and we're the richest when it comes to being able to help all the youth. And I'm putting a whole fashion pathway together because I feel creativity having that back in schools to have uh, the kids explore and experience. But you love that. You love the teaching and helping. Well, I, I, I do. I love teaching. I've been doing it for years. It's just never been like a career path. Glad I but cannot now, teach. I have no patience. <laughs> but now I'm going to be able to put an entire curriculum together, which I have, yeah. where a student in high school has the opportunity to be able to get a job when they leave high school without having to go to college. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to college. If that's the path and the journey that you want to be able to take, that's fantastic. But there's a lot of children that barely make it through high school and don't have and can't afford to go to college. Yeah. have to be there to help their families. Just now, because of the, the pandemic, you've heard so many kids say, oh, well, I had to drop out of high school to start supporting and help get a job to help my family with finances. Yeah. Now I'm glad that I'm not going to school, I'm not in college, so I don't incur all the debt. I'm happy that I'm able to support because my mom just lost her job and she is furloughed and she's not going to be able to go back to the same company she was working with. So then I'm able to help and support the family. And those are things, those are powerful things. This pandemic is going to end, but I think the residuals are going to continue with us for another year or two until yeah. people have a safe footing to be able to say, you know what, we can afford, we can live, and we're going to be able to maybe change our lifestyle a little bit, adjust ourselves, and we're able to continue and move forward. So with this pathway, I'm able to create an opportunity for, for the youth to have a chance at getting a degree, finishing high school, and then legitimately being able to get employment and not just a grocery, you know, a, a box clerk or something like that. For them to actually have a career, a path and a journey and a successful one. So, you know. And I'm, and I'm working on two shows right now. I'm editing and producing America's Rising Stars a show about kids that uh, we bring to America to pursue modeling and acting, singing and dancing. And then we decided that all of our trips from all over the world were turning into a travel show. So I'm going to put that show together too. 
so those are the kind of the projects we're working on now and masks we are making face masks that's kind of the I new know. business so for us it, it's like it's like now now I'm creating looking at new fabrics going, oh that looks hot. Oh I'm gonna do a sequence. My new collection is sequence. Yeah. Well, that's a, why not? Uh, your next runway when you're doing your couture gowns and everything, you, you ought to do a section just for the masks. Well. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be naked people walking around with just a mask. Well, you know, it will get the press and publicity. I'm sure. <laughs> you know what? The all of the celebrity, all our celebrity friends are all wearing his masks. They love. They love the fit. They love, he's just a genius. Well, when it comes to fashion, I have to say that the best. The best part about the masks has been. I asked him so many questions. I'm like, uh, did they get it? Uh, did they receive their mask? Uh, did they post a picture? And and what's the comment? I'm the and shipper goes, boy, by the and, way. I ship. And he tells me, he goes, oh my God, all the comments are, it fits beautifully. It's so comfortable. And we feel so protected wearing it. And why not doing it in style and, right. and being fashionable as well? Because we're going to be wearing masks for the next year or two. I really think that's that's not going away. Well, they've already told us here that uh, until the end of the year and until summer next, next year, year yeah. we have to be able to we we, sh we have to wear masks so wow they're, they're kind of easing things here in sydney australia they've just allowed up to 10 people to go to a restaurant and a bar um they did this silly thing where you might laugh it's you can go and get your hair cut for 30 minutes but if you're on the 31st minute you have to get the hell out of there <laughs> it's no no female or anybody who takes longer, any male with longer hair, is going to be in there for 30 minutes. So it's kind of like, someone's messing no, with you. Well, that's like the army. You get a bus cut and you leave. <laughs> I can do it in 10. Yeah. <laughs> I cut my hair, by the way. I did. I cut his hair. Cut my hair because I'm like, my hair was getting so long. I could just cut it. Fine, cut it. I styled it. I cut it. Yeah. See? Good job. Okay, I can do anything. <laughs> well, I want to see, I've seen so much publicity about you guys from all your incredible work, but now I want to start seeing all those accolades coming in from all your work with humanity, because the masks, what you do to help kids, what you do for the homeless, it's inspirational, guys. You're absolutely doing your bit for the world. And um, I just want to thank you on behalf of the campaign for being a part of it, for inviting me and the campaign onto the show. Um, can't wait to see it. That premieres tonight in the US on on Amazon. the world, all over the world. Oh wow! So I, I can be in, in everybody's living room. Chime in, see more. So you have to do before we do go. You have to do the uh, what the name of the show is, and then your little bit at the end, Paul, because I love that little bit <laughs> in Beverly Hills. It's called, yeah, it's called Gown and Out in Beverly Hills. Don't forget to tune in, bitches. <laughs> every time that comes on, I'm like, that's, that's classic. Well, guys, as I say, um, I want to thank you for everything and for coming on and being a part of the campaign. I will put all the links to your work. And for anybody listening to this episode, if you want to find out more, more about Paul and Patrick and where you can find information, just head straight over to their websites. And where else can they find you other than your social media pages, guys? Well, you can't come to my house because we're in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Twitter, Snapchat. It's my name. Just call His me. Name. Google me. You'll find me. I'm everywhere. P-O-L-A-T-T-E-U. It's not that hard. And you know what? They can DM me on they can DM me on Instagram. I love messaging back people when they message me on Instagram. I think it's fun. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we, uh, um, Madam K told us that we should even 
have a hotline yeah. for because people have been reaching out to us and asking us, oh my God, what are we going to do? I don't feel good. Blah, blah, blah. And we've been a source of inspiration to so many people. And I have to tell you, luckily, I have an amazing partner who gives me the strength and the support to be able to even have to reach out to other people instead of reaching into myself to be able to, you know, help me along every single day. And I hope I do the same for him. Of course. So since we have each other, we're opening up our, our doors to everybody else so that we can be there for them when they need us. Yep. So Just nice. call us. We're fine. But we still want to come to Australia. That's like my bucket list place to go. We were going to go this year. And, well, and, well, now you've got a reason to come over, guys. <laughs> I'll be, the one, I'll be the one butt naked with just a mask on. <laughs> I think you'll get stopped at customs, Paul, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. unless, you, unless you bring some free masks over. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And if, right, I, if you want to do a giveaway, I'll make some masks for some of the, the people that are watching you. Sure. Oh, amazing. Well, we'll, we'll um, I'll put the links up to everything so everyone can see your work and we can talk about that. But for anybody listening to this episode... All the Imperfectly Perfect podcast, simply head over to Spotify or iHeartRadio where you can catch up on all the latest episodes and find out more about Paul and Patrick. Until next time, guys, keep safe and take care. Woohoo! Bye. Nice to see you. To find out more about the Imperfectly Perfect campaign and how you can get involved, simply head to our official website at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or email us today at info at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org to speak to one of the team. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign is creating awareness and is not a substitute for professional advice. Should you need help, please refer to your nearest crisis number.